Perak Yud Aleph Mishnah Beis. We learned in the previous Mishnah that it is possible to violate the Malacha Fatsah by throwing an object from one Rishus to another. For example, if somebody throws an object on Shabbos from his Rishus Yachid into the street, which is the Rishus Harabim, and it lands there, he would be liable for violating the Malacha Fatsah. The Mishnah then presented a dispute between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim regarding case where a person threw something from Rishos HaYachid and went through Rishos HaRabim and landed to Rishos HaYachid on the other side. The Mishnah taught us that the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, the person is liable. Rabbi Akiva subscribes to the theory of Kluta Kamisha Hunchadamya, that is, that just by virtue of the fact that the object entered the airspace of the Rishos HaRabim, it's halachically deemed as if it came to rest in the Rishos HaRabim. So it emerges that the person, in effect, through the object from Rishos HaYachet to Rishos HaRabim, he therefore is liable. But the Chacham said, no, he's not liable. For they reject the notion of Kluta. As a result, the Rabbanans say, being that the object never came to rest in the Rishos HaRabim and never halachically belonged to that Rishos, therefore the person at no point changed this object's address from Rishos HaYachet to Rishos HaRabim. Hence, he is not liable. Our Mishnah further elaborates on the opinion of the Chachamim. The Mishnah states, Ketzad, so what would be an example of a case in which the Chacham would say that the person would not be liable for his act of bringing an object from one Rishas to another? The Mishnah states, Imagine you have Shtei Gezus Teros Zu Keneged Zu two balconies or porches that have railings, that are on opposite sides of the Rishos Arabim street. So the balconies have the halachic status of Rishos HaYachid, and again, they're on opposite sides of the street, so you have Rishos Arabim intervening the Mishnah rules, according to the Chacham of the previous Mishnah, HaMoshit VeHazorek Mizulizu Pater, both one who hands an object from one balcony to the other, so if it's within reach, he can hand over the object from one balcony to the other, whether it's transferred that way or whether he throws the object from one balcony to the other, he's exempt. He's not violated the Malacha Vodzah. For again, according to the Chacham, the fact that the object passed through Rishos Arabim is not a basis for liability because it never came to rest in the Rishos Arabim. And so it emerges that the object went from one Rishos Ayachet to another, which is not a violation of the Malacha Vodzah. So at this point, the Mishnah seems to be saying that there are only three ways of violating the Malach of Otsah, in terms of you know, what kind of Rishus you're starting and ending up in. By taking an object that was at rest in Rishus Yachid and bringing that to, putting that to rest in Rishus Arabim, or vice versa, bringing an object that was at rest in Rishus Arabim and changing that to Rishus Yachid, bringing that to rest there. The next mission will discuss another way that Otsah could be violated, called Mavir, that is, if a person takes an object that was at rest in Rishos Arabim and brings that to rest at least four Amos away from the starting point, we would be liable in that case as well. But it seems there are no additional ways to violate the Malach of Hotzah. However, the Mishnah reveals to us that there actually is another way. And that is, if Hayushtein with Yutaachas, continuing with our scenario of the two balconies, if the two balconies were not on opposite sides of the Rishos Arabim street, but in one row, that is, the owners of these balconies are literally neighbors. They're next-door neighbors. 
who live along the same side of the Rishos Arabim street, in between the gap of the balconies on the ground below, too, is Rishos Arabim. But the key point is, the two residences, the two Rishos Arabim, are found along the same side of the length of Rishos Arabim. They're on the same side of the street. In this case, the Mishnah rules, HaMoshit Chayev. Even according to the Chachamim, Okay, don't hold of any clute idea. We don't say it's halakhli as if. And once it passes through, it's as if it rested in that Rishos, even according to that opinion of the Chachamim. If a person on one balcony passes something and puts that down in the other balcony, the balcony of his neighbor, or puts it into his neighbor's hand, he will be liable for violating the Malach of Hotzah. And we'll explain why. Vazorek Pater. Though if he were to throw an object from his balcony to his neighbor's balcony, he'll be exempt. Again, we're going with the Chachamim, who say that the fact that the object passed through Rishasarabim is not a way to make him liable. We don't say that it's as if it came to rest in that Rishasarabim, if it didn't physically stop there, come to rest there. Yet again, the Mishnah is teaching us this novelty that if one neighbor hands over the object to the other balcony, to his neighbor who's standing there, then he will be liable for violating the Melech of Hotzah. On what basis? Well, the source of all the Melechas, of course, is the work that was done in the Mishkan. And so the Mishnah points out, The Leviim in the Midbar, when dismantling the Krushim of the Mishkan, it was time to travel to a different spot. They would park a total of four wagons near the Mishkan to load the Krashim on them. And what was the arrangement? They formed two lines with the wagons, with the two wagons in each. In each row is one wagon parked in front of the other, with the wagon in front further from the Mishkan. And Moshitin HaKrashim Izulazu. The Vim would pass beams of the Mishkan to the back wagons of each of these lines. And then the Vim on those wagons would pass the beams to the wagons in front of them. Each wagon had the halachic status of Rishos HaYachid. The ground of the Midbar, like the road in between the wagons, and the status of Rishos HaRabim. Hence we see that in the time of the Mishkan in the Midbar, they would perform Hotzah in this precise manner. There would be Moshitin along the Yuta Achas, along the length, along the Rishos HaRabim, not across the Rishos HaRabim. Therefore, if a person on Shabbos hands an object from one Rishos HaYachid to another, and it's a little bit of Rishos HaRabim between those two domains, and he's passing that object alongside the Rishos HaRabim, the same way the Leviim did, by transporting the Krashim, he will be liable. So it's this you know, specialized, very specific variant of the Malacha Vodzah, so really it's a fourth way to violate the Malacha. The mission above it said, if a person were to throw an object from one balcony to another, even if they're alongside each other, their neighbors, is not liable. The reason for that is of a low zarkin. Levium, of course, wouldn't go throwing the krushim from one wagon to another, try throwing a huge beam from the Mishkan. Not going to work. So since that was never done in the Mishkan, there's no precedent to make one liable where again, he's throwing from one Rishos HaYachet to another Rishos HaYachet. Even though there's a Rishos HaRabim in the middle, there is no precedent in what they did in the Mishkan that would suggest that that should be a Malacha violation. Hence, it isn't.
Mishnah continues with some examples of things that would be deemed a Rishus HaYachid. Essentially, Rishus HaYachid means an enclosure with height of 10 and a width of at least 4 Tfachim. So the Mishnah says, Chulias Habor, the case of either a pit with some earth packed around it, surrounding the rim of the pit or Vasela, we have a rock in the Rishus HaRabim, Shehein Gevoen Asar V'Rochben Arba. But in each case, either the depth of the pit with that bank or the dimensions of the rock are a height of 10 tfachim, the width of 4 tfachim. Allah is that those will be deemed a Rishos HaYachid and therefore notel mehen v'anosin al gabon chayev. When either picks up something from either of these and puts it down in Rishos HaRabim or vice versa, picks something up from Rishos HaRabim and places that down in them, he will be liable for violating the Malacha of Hotzah. However, Pachos Mikan Pater, if the dimensions of either of the above were anything less, it's anything less than the dimensions of a height of 10 and width of 4, the person would be exempt. There would be no biblical liability because in order to be deemed a Rosh Yachid on the biblical level, you need to meet those minimum dimensions, the width of 4 and a height of 10.